little sweet guitar. That is one hell of an image you have there. I presume the people can see that image. Mm-hmm. We give a just a massive shout out to Fotis for being absolutely unreal when it comes to this stuff. Yes. I mean, unreal in the realest way because he takes the real and turns it into the unreal. Uh-huh. Or, or maybe it's the other way around. Maybe he takes the unreal and turns it into the real. Yes. Because maybe this is who Mo was meant to be all along. In his past life? In his future life? Well, look at him here. I mean, have you ever seen him looking that relaxed? I haven't. <laughs> Not at all. No. Yeah, exactly. He's a complete opposite when he's here, actually. This guy in this image, you can't get him riled up. Uh-huh. It's impossible. <laughs> this music is very appropriate. That's right. It's very appropriate. I thought you did that on purpose. Like uh, Tuscan. <laughs> yeah, he's in the pasture. He's in the countryside. Yeah. And he's got some fresh milks. Yeah. And he's got every type of milk you might want. And Fotis absolutely brings the fire on this one. Shout out. There's nobody like him. I should post it up in the description where people can get this. Maybe they can put it on the wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> Print a poster. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, did you ever get that Discord thing going with the people, with the community? Dude, I've been busy. No, hey, I've man, it wasn't to... a criticism. I just asked you, man. No, no, no. It's it's actually busy good. Oh. Um, trying to get mods. Oh. So it's, yeah, it's actually we're happening. building a community. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm going to dive in. I'm going to dive in there. I'm going to see what's going on sometime here. You should. I'm going to dive in there. Well, I sent you an invite. Well, you want to know something? I'm going to dive in there. Yeah. I'm going to see what's happening. I'm going to say hello. Okay, good. Um, welcome, everybody, to the show today. I guess, did we miss some time, Will? No, no. Were we well, on here yesterday or the day before? No. Okay, so. Apologies. I mean, we got the sincerest of apologies because, uh, mm-hmm. as Will said, man, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on. We got to work on it. We got to get the right things going on, not the wrong things going on. Yes, I agree. I think everybody can attest to that because everybody's got things going on. But you want to have the right ones on and you want to turn you want to turn the wrong ones off. Mm -hmm. It's all about prioritization. Prioritize before it all runs out, ladies and gentlemen. Prioritize now. Prioritize today. Uh huh. Prioritize tomorrow. And yesterday. It's like when people say, when do you want it? When do you need that by? And then they say, oh, God, that's the worst. Then they say, yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) But yesterday passed. What am I supposed to do now? I'm going to need that yesterday because I'm just that busy Mm -hmm. and I'm that important. And I'm so far ahead that the stuff I need now, I actually needed yesterday. Because yeah. I'm living in the future. Yeah, that's right. Right now. Yeah, that's right. So. Elon Musk got sued by Twitter investors for delaying disclosure of stake. Investors say Musk saved himself $156 million by failing to disclose that he had purchased more than 5% of Twitter by 14th of March. Uh, this is back to his his old pals over there at the SEC and so forth, and mm. the filings and the disclosings and the uh, publicly traded things. Will yes, you got it's all this 
You're always letting everybody know what you're doing all the time. Why is it the case? Why why can't we just be <laughs> private here? You know? A little bit of privacy. I don't know, man. It's everybody wants a you know everybody wants a cut. Everybody wants a job. Everybody wants to be involved. Everybody wants to regulate. Don't get me started. Oh. No, don't get me started, Will. Will, I feel like you tried to get me started. I'm not going to get started. Yeah. Not today. I'll get there at a later moment, but it's, you know, they're not freewheeling like you are, Will. They're not They're not out on the open road in their Bronco like you are, Will. Mm -hmm. Wait uh, a minute. I don't have a Bronco. In my mind, you have a Bronco oh, okay. forever. Even if it never, if it never materializes, in my mind, that visual will never leave. Mm-hmm. I'm committed to that visual. Okay. Well, almost like almost like when I came to get you for the show and you're in the massage over there, massage chair. Yeah, I that was quite a sight, eh? Well, those to me are just kind of similar because mm -hmm. there's a certain um, there's a certain type of will that exists in those. Yeah, free free willy, I guess. Right? Yeah, it might be free willy. Yeah. Way I look at it. And uh, I'm sorry I had to disrupt you. I said, you, you you told me, leave me alone. I got 11 minutes left. <laughs> on the chair. Yes. Yeah, because you looked at the clock on the massage chair. And uh, and I said, you know what? That's valid. That's warranted. Mm. Um, Mo has told us that he's too busy for us today. Uh-huh. That's what he suggested. Although this show is dedicated to him. I know, with that opening, yeah. that unbelievable opening... Mm -hmm. And he said, he goes, no, guys, I'm very busy today. I can't be a part of the community. I said, man, I don't know how you can have anything more important than that. That's true. That's what I said to him. His priorities are different. Elon Musk was sued by Twitter investors for delaying the disclosure of his stake in the company at the Tesla owner. As the Tesla owner mounts a $44 billion takeover bid for the social media platform, investors said Musk saved himself $156 million by failing to disclose that he had purchased more than 5% of Twitter by 14th of March. Musk continued to buy stock after that and ultimately disclosed in early April that he owned 9.2% of the company. I mean, it's all very crafty, the ways that they uh, manage these things. You got the advisors and the investment types and the financial um, advisors and they'll say okay you're gonna buy four percent over here you're gonna buy nine percent over there you're gonna put pressure over here you're gonna talk to bill on the tuesday meanwhile the regulators are just watching over everything well they're supposed to be yeah they usually seem in this case with elon they find out after the fact mm -hmm. like, but hey, it's, wait a minute it's all kinds of incentives and everybody has to get crafty around rules and laws and taxes and disclosures and the selling of shares and it gets very, I get exhausted just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I get exhausted. I'm like, I just want to just, just give me the microphone. Let me talk. Well, but if it's worth like, you know, a billion dollars, oh, it's okay. kind of worth. Oh, it. okay. 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 <laughs> I forgot about that. To part. a certain point. I forgot about that part. You're absolutely yeah. right. By delaying his disclosure of his stake in Twitter, Musk engaged in market manipulation and bought Twitter stock at an artificially low price. Shout out Tablet X, thank you. Listen, if what they're trying to say is if he had it disclosed, then the price would have went up, in which case he wouldn't have been able to buy all those extra shares at the price he bought them at having not disclosed. Mm. Valid point. <laughs> Valid point. I don't know how much it matters now. I presume he's still holding those shares and they're still 
not where they were when he was purchasing them, right? Am I right? Oh, looks like they're starting to climb a little, back up a little bit right now. I mean, it's unfortunate we don't have Mo on the show. Financial analyst Mo. Mm-hmm. Don't even get him started on the Tesla stock price. He's with his uh, milk thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, Kirk picked up even more crazy huh? milks. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Shout out Bumble Blast. So yeah, he got a. He found a hazelnut milk, which we couldn't find. He found, mm-hmm. and he found uh, one other one. Walnut. He found a walnut milk. It says right on it, milked walnuts, which I appreciated because anything being milked, yeah. it has my attention. And the idea of a nut being milked, I find it comedic, and it's mm-hmm. not going to get old in my in my mind. Yeah, like I'm going to love the idea. One end. Yeah, I'm going to love the idea. He also said that he's um, going to milk some hemp hearts. Well, here's the thing. We couldn't find... Right in find- front of you. He's going to do it with the mesh trainer. Sheesh. He's going to bend over, and then he's going to milk it right into a little cup. You know what? you taste it. Listen. That's some fresh milk right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's Kirk. the one we couldn't find was the hemp one, and it's emerging as a new milk. Listen. It, if there's milk news that happens in this world, it's going to happen on this show. Of course. Because where else would you find the latest milk news other than CNN Ultra? (laughs) That was was booming. You hit me with that one. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so these investors, they say, hey, man, if you disclose, you couldn't have had that deal. Couldn't have had that that share price on uh, whatever uh, number of shares he bought after the fact. And they're going to sue him for the difference. They're going to say, yeah, we want to to grab some of that back. The timing of Musk's disclosure of his stake has already triggered an investigation by, guess who, the SEC. On Wednesday, he pledged an additional $6.25 billion in equity financing to fund his bid for Twitter. This thing's going on and on now. It's going on and on. Do you think eventually he's going to buy Twitter? Shout out, Raphael. (laughs) I mean, he seems committed to the idea because this goes on and on. But I gotta, I gotta imagine if you're in the public, if you're a member of the public, will mm. you're sitting there thinking, get on with it already, figure it out. I mean, I'm sure he's not the one, but he he was talking, he was bot talking, he was talking about bots. They were like, hey, he has forget, a point. Well, he was like, For they were sure. like, hey, forget about all those bots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like when you're you're buying the house and, and you get the home inspection, remember? And yeah. then and then and it's then, like, why is there no ceiling? And then I'm the seller and I say, what do you need a ceiling for? Yeah, I need a... Who told you you needed a ceiling? I don't know about that. Yeah. Maybe I'll take it. I remember when you were shopping for houses, Will. That was a different era. Remember that? Yeah, it was stressful. Remember that? Mm -hmm. You were just leave, like on a random notice? Yeah. You'd be like, I'm out of here. (laughs) Just storm out of there. Yeah. Midday? Or you would take a phone call or something? Mm -hmm. It was right in the middle of like crazy bidding wars in yeah. toronto or actually ontario in general yeah a lot of um it was like a what was a seller's market okay so he also says jack off the board elon yeah. he just wanted to tweet something like that i guess mm-hmm. and uh when was this may 26 yesterday yeah this was yesterday um and then he also replied of Twitter. Of Twitter. And then he said, I'm a fan of Jack, by the way. Wish he would stay on the board, but I understand that he needs to move on. And then Jack put a horse. They're loving all these memes over here. 
mm-hmm. the two of them, all of them. I wonder how long this can go on for the Elon Musk uh, Twitter dominance. Cause I'm just looking at that tweet and I'm like, well, that has all the makings. It's a joke. It's this and that it does have a lot of likes, but like, I'm curious about, is it dying down? You uh, think? I mean, everything dies. Everything dies. I'm not suggesting that his influence is dead. I'm just saying that it's an ebb and flow. It goes up and down. Oh, and I, I, will, yeah. Sorry. I don't know what an optimal tweet is for him from an engagement perspective. And I don't know what people want to hear. Like, here's Starlink. There's Tesla merch. Now, that has 15,000. That has more retweets than Jack being off the board. Like, are they sick? Are people sick of this Elon Twitter thing? Maybe. And maybe they are. And they're just like, all right, get on with it. Either buy it or don't buy it. Like, the internet doesn't have the patience at this point. Yes. Uh, off to another subject. Although, there was something. Yeah, this one. Yeah. You know, it's pretty damn great to be able to talk to people from all walks of life in many countries on Twitter. So much to be learned, even from the harshest critics. Basically, I'm just saying I love all you crazy people. Whoa. A lot of love there. A lot of love there. So you're saying it's just algorithmic. He's getting the love on other ones. And look at this one. This one. Who do you trust less, politicians or billionaires? (laughs) And he attacked uh, AOC about it. Wow. I dare you to run the same poll with your followers. Holy. Well, he's still going after it. I take back everything I said. No, but I think you're right. Maybe it's like the subject of Elon and Twitter is kind of dying down, but he hasn't died down in terms of He has of to just pick content. He's still working on different types of content. You know what I mean? <sighs> he when you're looking at his Twitter account, it is such a huge sample size that you can almost tell to a certain extent, you have a hundred million followers. You can almost tell to a certain extent what the general public is interested in, mm. like via that. Mm-hmm. And he has this, has to figure out this content balance as you suggested. And he is a broadcaster. I don't care what anybody says. Mm. And he has to figure out this balance of things he's working on, political discussion. I mean, he's like a broadcast network. You mix it all up. Yes. Uh, upcoming acquisitions, the future space. Oh, that that little car company. And, Definitely memes. And then memes. Yeah. To just uh, sauce everything up a little bit mm-hmm. on the sandwich. Yes. Did you have a sandwich at all recently? Yeah. Um, not today. Actually, I did. <laughs> what's going on here <laughs> at a blt yes not from, today uh, i did <laughs> from timmy's oh okay yeah. what, what was on it it was uh, the b- bacon lettuce and oh it was a blt, BLT. or was it the, it wasn't the turkey one that has turkey as well no is that good well i don't know that i think they're kind of known for that one that tur- uh, whatever they call it turkey club oh okay uh, surprisingly turkey. good you were happy with it they changed their bread recently. The bread. They changed it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think they've been improving. I think that they've been stepping it up a little bit on the lunch items. Because mm-hmm. you're there anyway for the coffee. and You know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, Epic CEO calls the App Store a disservice for developers. Says Facebook is his metaverse ally. Hmm. He goes, he goes with Zuckerberg. It's like you. That's an unlikely. <laughs> it's an unlikely turn in this movie. 
uh, the lesser of two evils the, I guess. The, the, yeah the movie of, of of the life that we're leading and the internet and even yourself like there was a time where it seemed like zuckerberg was unstoppable it seemed like facebook and the acquisitions that were going on and just gobbling things up and it seemed unstoppable a force yeah and then weirdly all at once it kind of flipped to where even though he's still an unusual guy and people still have their skepticisms and such he went on lex friedman and he started uh being shunned by the likes of apple and google and you started to look at him differently they removed all of his products and they took away his tracking and they made him speak in congress 10,000 times and okay well cambridge analytica that was like a big one but that was a while ago at this Scandal. point yeah that was you know uh, getting back to internet memory here mm-hmm. uh i watched a cool documentary on that by the way probably netflix, uh, netflix? Yeah. did you watch that one um i believe so but i can't remember the name hmm well anyway uh the great hack the great hack yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out Jiggle. Happy birthday. Um, I don't know. I, I could be crazy. This could be just uh, my own perspective. It could be the fact that you've influenced me with all your meta stuff. Like, it could be the fact that you're wearing wait, that. Wait, wait, do you feel sorry for him? I'm not going to say I feel sorry for him, but what I am going to say is that he's, I don't think he's enemy number one anymore. Okay. Well, not that he... For me, I don't know that he ever was, but I feel like he was representative of the tech CEO, and I feel like he's kind of maybe not in that spot anymore, and that spot comes with excessive scrutiny. I think Elon, Elon's rise kind of sucked some of that Zuck away mm. to a certain extent, and of course, like I said, a few negative things happened for Facebook. And then the name change, which appeared like a company the size of Facebook to have a formal name change like that to Meta and really push it. And then double the, down on it. And really. then their move into VR and and, 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 and and the obsession with the metaverse. And you start to say, is this a guy having like a midlife crisis? Is this a company having a midlife crisis? I'm not saying that in a bad way, by the way. I think sometimes a crisis, even if it's self-imposed can lead to interesting things. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I feel sorry for him. I'm just saying I feel my impression of him has changed and my impression of those companies has changed to a certain extent. Not to say they still don't want to suck your blood. Yeah. By the way, I mean that like metaphorically, not literally. I'm sure some people, <laughs> I'm sure some people think that literally. Yes. Uh, but it is interesting to watch the rise, the, 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 the movement around our impressions for uh, around these executives, even Tim Cook, it goes back and forth. Tim Sweeney, he not a fan of Tim Cook. Tim's these Tims not fans of each other. <laughs> yes, they should be, but they're not. Not at all. Um, the App Store is not a service. The App Store is a, is a disservice to developers. This is from Epic CEO Tim Sweeney. I mean, this guy's a developer. Will? Yes. <laughs> Who would know? I mean, he's got all his own financial incentives. 
In his never-ending battle against the so-called Apple App Store and Google Monopoly, the owner of Fortnite tackles the Cupertino policy and calls Facebook an ally on the metaverse. Even though Facebook doesn't seem to have a lot of fans or fandom, here you have a situation where Sweeney sees them as potentially valuable in his quest against Apple. Mm-hmm. Well, they have to partner with someone. Well, they don't have to, but I think this. Well, well, what is that? Well, the enemy of your enemy is your friend. Yes. Just to let Tim Cook know that um, you're not like above anything. You know, we're all in the even playing ground here. You know. Yeah. Shout out the jiggle. Happy birthday. As well, our, our, I got him. I got it earlier, didn't I? Oh, did you? And also, and switched to Samsung CNN Plus Ultra. Oh, okay. Shout out for that, too. Uh, last year, Judge Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers ruled that the App Store and its guidelines do not violate antitrust laws. In the Epic versus Apple case, Epic CEO Tim Sweeney was convinced that he knows more than the district judge, as he said she erred on her ruling. Screwed up, essentially. Ever since then, Sweeney has been tackling Apple App Store policies, especially when the company lacks to maintain the store as a safe place for users due to scam apps broadly available. Well, because their main argument is we keep everybody safe. And then sure enough, there's always apps in there that are not. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. uh, yesterday, Apple published two independent pieces of research showing the iOS app economy now supports more than 2.2 million jobs in the U.S., and a 118% increase in U.S. small developer earnings over the past two years, which the Epic CEO calls a disservice to developers. Uh, well, it's a 30% cut he doesn't like. He calls the 30% cut a monopoly since PayPal charges 3%, Visa and MasterCard 2%. We talked in the past how even if you give us a super chat on this show, Apple's going to get their 30% cut mm-hmm. right away because you're, you're uh, processing... That payment is functioning through the Apple App Store on iOS if you happen to happens to be what you're using. Mm-hmm. So they're cut in on absolutely everything. And uh, I don't think Tim Sweeney's the only one who has his concerns about it. But I don't know what he can do. I'm sure there's some sort of appeal process. I'm sure this thing's going on for a while now. Mm-hmm. It's going to continue to go on. Ford starts customer deliveries of the F-150 Lightning electric pickup truck i saw a post on twitter somebody said uh somebody said that they canceled their cyber truck order Mm. and got one of these instead and received this one no really yeah they because they they were like immediate i don't know if they're like the first person or something shout out aaron but but they canceled their Cybertruck order, which was like two years old at that point. Mm-hmm. When did it, they uh, put in an order for the Lightning? I don't know. I guess it was immediate. Oh. As soon as pre-orders open. Shout out Christopher. He says, speaking of Apple's 30% cut from Super Chat, he gives a Super Chat. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. Apple, you can... Apple, we can split our revenue with you. Yeah. Don't worry, Apple. Don't worry, Tim. We can split our revenue with you. Um, you should uh, but, but, pre-order, but, man. Well, it's too late now for me to get it. It would take forever. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's shipping. 
No, it's shipping, but it's these are the earliest, earliest orders these people got. I should have ordered it right away, definitely, but whatever. It's always the case, isn't it? I don't know if I'm ready for my truck to be electric. It's the mm, it's right. the vehicle that where range is the most important that I have. And the truck that I have right now is around 900 kilometers on a tank. Oh. Which, as you know, in the electric realm is not really a thing yet. Mm-hmm. And it's... Uh, the electric is the better commuter car where you have a very predictable back and forth. Mm-hmm. Still right now, in my mind, the um, the gas car is more ideal for the road trip, mm. uh, for the long range, or for the unknown, spontaneous type of trip. Can't uh, you take the uh, van? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, actually, the van has terrible range. It does. Yeah, really? it has a small tank. Oh. Believe it or not, which there are people who have attempted to expand that. There are ways to expand that, but it's only around 550 kilometers oh. on a tank. Um, I, this is not something that people really talk about with gas cars because there's gas ca- uh, stations everywhere. Mm-hmm. But even before electric cars were taking off, it's something I, I always, I loved the idea of not going to the gas station very often. Mm. So I, at one point, had one of those Volkswagen uh, TDI cars that would do a 1,000 kilometers on a tank of diesel. And I used to love that idea. I just, it was never, depending how much you would drive, you would just never be at the gas station. Mm-hmm. So that was always kind of exciting to me. But that said, uh, yeah, I mean, I would take the Lightning in a, in a, in a, in a heartbeat. I, I liked that truck a lot when we had it in studio. Yeah. Um, but now they're getting delivered. Is this the first delivery reported right here? Um, maybe in this uh, dealership. Oh, okay. Just so happy. Okay. No, they they got it from uh, F150lightningforum.com. How about that? You get that forum going. There's going to be a lot of new owners chatting about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get to see how this guy uses his frunk. Yes. Very exciting. Uh, Rivian obviously started delivering the R1T. Now Ford is starting deliveries of the F-150 Lightning, which is extremely exciting since it's an electric version of the F-150. Yeah, the best-selling passenger vehicle in the U.S. For good reason, Will. I've had multiple F-150s. It's the most no-brainer car you could ever have. Huh. It's just guaranteed to do useful things. Hmm. Yeah, on. the reason why... Go I, ahead, Will. I drove your um, Raptor, and uh, man... Like that's the one of the reasons why I want to get a Bronco. It's because of like the Ford DNA. It's very like robust. And and I'll tell you this, Durable. and I'm gonna definitely piss some people off here because tr- truck fans, it's like all other fans. They have their brands and the things that they like and all the rest of it. Yeah. But I tried to to move away from a Ford truck, mm-hmm. and I I'm not even gonna say the other brand that I had. People Uh-oh. can guess. But I did not like it at all. I, it was the shortest truck ownership that I ever had. Oh. Okay, I'm just going to say what it was. Okay. You're going to get and it's But it's very, sub, it's very <laughs> subjective. So it was, a, it was a GM truck. And what I didn't like about it was the driving position. 
I could not get comfortable in there. Oh, but you also mentioned it was the first generation of that year. No, I know, but it wasn't even it wasn't even one particular problem with it. Like there were some things I really liked about it. It had a really cool tailgate thing going on. And it had some interior features that I liked. But the problem was the driving position. It, it, it sort of feels more like you're driving a car. Mm. The way like where you're located, how you see out over the hood. And again, this is completely, if you're used to that, you probably would like that. But I had become used to the F-150 driving position and I find it to be just a little bit up over top the road. And just the way my my knees fit in there and the the way, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Just the way it fits my body. But the way you describe driving the Raptor is kind of what I'm talking about. You kind of you feel like you're up over top the road. Did I say that? <laughs> well, no, no, no. You just you said it made you want to get a Bronco. Yeah. Well, for what reason? Well, the interior is really roomy. Oh, the roominess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you can and achieve that with any truck, really. That's true. But there's like a certain like feeling you get from driving a Raptor. And it's not like I drove the GM truck or anything. Right. Or anything to really compare. I got you. I got you. Shout, shout out, Chris. What does Ryan say? Uh, went from an F-150 to a GMC after my EcoBoost engine blew. Yeah, like these are, you know, one thing that happened, Will, is all trucks got amazing. Just like all cars got amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. All at once, everything got, everything had everything. Mm-hmm. Every feature, all the displays you want and tons of storage and they... The truck market is so competitive because the F-150 is that best-selling passenger vehicle. Companies put so much attention into specifically trucks. Like, it would be the smallest little improvements that you would notice that some guy was like, I know a way for us to become slightly more competitive because of all this truck money that's out there in North America. I know people are watching this from all over the world and you're like, I don't see any of these trucks, but in North America specifically. Um, like the tailgate wars, having cool tailgate functionalities yes. or power this or power that or the <laughs> I I am close to buying to trading my F one fifty because not never mind the lightning, there's a truck or there's an option on the new just the new gas F one fifty hybrid mm. which has a seven point two kilowatt generator in it. And I don't know if you've seen this yet, but in the rear, in the bed of the pickup, you have two standard household outlets and you have a 30 amp connector. You can charge an electric car from the back of your truck. That is the nastiest feature. That's the coolest idea. It will run... First of all, you will start off the internal battery of the hybrid since the hybrid has a battery in it. Mm-hmm. Once you deplete that, if you deplete that, the truck will turn on automatically and start yes. running the gas engine to charge whatever you have connected to the electrical outlets in the back, which are located in the bed. Huh. So you're running, much like the Lightning, you're running all your appliances, you're camping, your uh, fridge, your TV, whatever you want to put in there. Mm-hmm. Just beautiful stuff. Yeah. But you don't want to... There's no Raptor version. No, 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 no. They don't... There's no... Because there's no Raptor hybrid. Oh, I see. The, the Raptor's still dealing with the a regular... Um, 
regular gas engine on there. Um, but also the interior, like figuring out that work surface with the folding. Dude, I'm telling you right now, man, the, you got the folding gear selector so that the, the portion where you would normally just have a storage bin flips out and creates a whole desk in the middle of the thing. Mm-hmm. Don't get me started, Will. No, that's really cool. Will, don't get me started. Yeah, uh, it becomes like a Let me give you one more. Table. The max recline seats. Check this, check this out. Type F-150. You can do hybrid max recline. No, max. You got to put M-A-X. Yes. Look at that. Shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a full nap happening now. Yeah. They, they just they got everything in there. I just sold this truck to myself. I'm trading my Raptor right now. <laughs> I know it's not as cool, but I have to put like off-road tires on it. Yeah. And whatever else. But but it's just, it's such a hyper-competitive marketplace that there's always these incremental developments. And even the RAM stuff, they put the huge screen in there. And... One all types of motor trend, this and that. It's. I feel like you've uh, sold one or two today. Of of this truck, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a no brainer because then you get the best of both. You got the road trip machine, but guess what? Around town, will you run off the electric? A- yeah, around town, the short range. The short range, you just run off the electric on the hybrid, but then you have to do the road trip. Guess what? You got the gas engine in there. That's why I was thinking about the uh, Jeep Four e because it's also a hybrid? Uh, yeah. For you, it might be that perfect mix. It might be, yeah. It might be that perfect mix. Uh, it just depends on how you use it. Certainly, yeah. if it's your only car, there's advantages. Mm-hmm. There's definitely advantages to it. Um, but, I, you know, this is the type of stuff I get excited about and interested in, you know. For sure. Apple says it's going to raise pay for corporate and retail employees in a tight labor market apple is raising pay for corporate retail workers in response to market conditions well is it is it a response to market conditions or is it also a response to the uh, the unions popping up shout out brian maybe a little bit of both maybe a little bit of both Hmm. Uh, apple will increase the starting wage for its retail employees in the u.s to 22 dollars an hour well i guess you have you also have inflation and you have um housing costs and Mm-hmm. A lot of other factors in there. <clears throat> and Apple obviously operates in really expensive environments. Mm-hmm. We're well aware of that as well. So it's not cheap to live in Cupertino, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, you look at the housing market over there. Well, you got like a bungalow. It's f- oh. $4 million bucks. <laughs> no, I'm not joking, man. It's nutty over there. Yeah. It's insane. And we have like a thunderstorm happening right now a rainstorm going on it's been pretty rainy yeah yeah no yeah for sure it's been pretty rainy recently apple will also raise the starting wage for retail employees in the u.s 22 dollars which is up from 20 stores in certain regions may have even higher pay Uh, that's a way for them to reference those groups over there in uh where is it in new york over there in uh grand central station I, i believe that's where some of this union talk started Inflation hit 8.3% in April, the fastest rate in more than 40 years, while unemployment remains low at 3.6%. This combination of factors has pushed many workers, especially in high demand fields like technology, to look for better pay or more flexible conditions at other companies. 
There are some signs that the hot labor market for technology workers may be slowing in response to market conditions. Facebook, Snap, and NVIDIA have recently said they will slow hiring to control costs in response to market conditions. Apple remains a giant in strong cash, cash position with sales growing 34% in 2021 to over $297 billion, with a 43% gross margin. 43% gross margin. More like that. That's just a wild number. You try to imagine running a company, making a hardware product, and turning a profit at a margin of 43%. It's incredible. It's an incredible thought. But it goes to show you... uh, well, not just how much money there is to be made in that segment, but also how efficient Apple has become mm-hmm. at negotiating their contracts, keeping their pricing down, and charging the customer everything. <laughs> but they're bringing a little bit back to their uh, employees. $22 an hour? I mean, it's not nothing. That's good. It's not nothing. I'm just trying to, you know, devil's advocate kind of thing. It's but, not nothing. Yeah. Uh, Apple in February unveiled a new tap-to-pay on iPhone feature that will allow compatible iPhones to accept payments via Apple Pay, contactless credit and debit cards, and other digital wallets with no additional hardware required. I remember this mm-hmm. taking place. What what happened now? Like now, I believe it's um, live. Well, are they where? Where is it going to be utilized first? Uh, Apple began testing it, tweeted the fe- feature rolling out to Apple stores across the United States starting today, allowing customers to try it out. The feature might not be available at every Apple store immediately. Apple said the feature would launch in the U.S. later this year, but the company has yet to share a specific launch time frame. feature will allow small businesses and merchants to accept contactless payment through supported iOS apps using an iPhone XS or newer. At checkout, the merchant will simply prompt the customer to hold their own iPhone or Apple Watch contactless credit or debit card or other digital wallet near the merchant's iPhone and the payment will be securely completed using NFC technology. So they're going to start in their own stores Mm -hmm. in order to get people used to it. And then uh, at a later time, they'll roll it out to the, to the average merchant. You can see the demonstration here. It's a farmer's market, um, which is obviously the ideal place to use something like that. In this case, the person's receiving payment via a card tapping their phone. So it can be phone to phone or card directly uh-huh. to phone. Or any merchant that accepts contactless payments on an iPhone must rely on additional hardware. Oh, for the time being, yeah. Square Reader and such, like things like that. Yeah. For the time being, do you think that uh, Squirrel will be in trouble? Oh, uh, well, well, why do you think they're getting so crypto? By the way, they're called Block now, aren't they? Something like that. Yeah, they changed the name, didn't they? Mm-hmm. It's a is it block? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they got really crypto. Maybe that's how they insulate themselves from these developments. Mm-hmm. They go more crypto. Yeah. Apple is planning to launch low cost Apple TV this year. Hmm. Apple c- could be planning to launch a new lower cost Apple TV, according to recent rumor. Look at this render here. It's like a tiny little stick. Reminiscent of like Roku or Amazon, Chromecast. Chromecast. Uh, shout out, Paul. Thank you. Reputable analyst Ming-Chi Kuo recently said that Apple is planning to launch a new version of the Apple TV as soon as the second half of 2022. The new Apple TV will reportedly have an improved cost structure, suggesting that the device could have a lower price to be more competitive with other streaming media players like Google's Chromecast 
Amazon's Fire TV and Roku devices, which seems like a good idea because when it comes to Apple, they have so many ways to make money from you once they get you into the sphere, into their sphere. Uh-huh. And why make it cost prohibitive to get your entry point? Like the Apple TV is probably the easiest entry into Apple's world, mm-hmm. price-wise. Like it's just software. If they can get the hardware to be pretty cheap, like a Chromecast or something, and then, you know, just plug and play. Shout out, Adam. Yeah, if you're going to make more money off selling things via iTunes and subscription fees and everything else, mm-hmm. by the time, even if you give the person the device for 50 bucks, other companies figure this out and everybody started selling these low cost ones and apple i guess is kind of missing out on that part of the market yes quo's rumor may suggest that the low cost apple tv project is not dead after all released in april 2021 the current apple tv 4k is 179 with 32 gigs of storage and 199 with 64 it's a lot of money that's expensive it's a lot of money uh chromecast and roku streaming sticks are available under 50 bucks and many other options under 100 now the way these work are a little bit different but the idea being you can get streaming on your TV. There's a lot of different ways to do it now. And many of them are really affordable. And you can spend all that extra cash on content or whatever else. And Apple's missing out on that part of the market. And here's a really easy way for them to get engaged with that part of the market. Just do a low-cost version, take away a couple of features. And How much would it cost, though, you think? Well, 99 99 I still think that's really expensive. Yeah, but they're coming down from 179. Yeah. Does it come with the remote? Well, it says right there there's a precedent for a sub $100 Apple TV. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I think it does come with a remote. Yeah. And I, I don't know if they could get it to like if they really want to lean into services and fitness plus and tv plus and everything if they really want to lean into subscriptions then then sell it for 50 and sell a ton of them yeah but i just don't i don't think they're going to do that but there's definitely an argument for it Mm -hmm. samsung's reportedly cutting its phone production for 2022 another sign that companies are starting to batten down the hatches but we talked about hiring and some of those other tech companies uh you can kind of understand this you had such a combinations of, of a combination of things happen in the last couple of years from COVID to chip shortages to the labor market and inflation and everything else. And you don't really know what's going on with companies like Samsung or just the, or, or demand for these products in general. I don't, I don't know that people are in such a rush to upgrade their phones at the moment. I don't know. And if they are, are, if they are in a rush to upgrade their phones, are they looking at the top spec? Are they looking at a, an ultra? An ultra. <laughs> are they looking? I know Mo is. Uh, another sign that companies are starting to batten down the hatches, trying to become more careful with their spending. Samsung is reportedly scaling back the number of phones it's planning on producing for 2022 from 310 million to 280 million. Uh, A report from the Korean outlet Mail Business News in absolute terms, that's still quite a lot of phones. Well, yeah, 280 million. 
but it's a relatively sharp decrease from the company's original goal. Um, it seems that there may be a trend of manufacturers preparing for the economy to get worse before it gets better. So they're just preparing. Nothing wrong with that. Although it looks kind of bad. Well, it's a, it's always, I mean, it's a, re, it's a report. You don't know. There could be other reasons. They could see this order go down. It could be that there's a component cost that they don't like. They'd rather mm -hmm. wait. Um, they'd rather turn on the assembly line That's if they point. get some good signals at one point and then it's easier to increase it then as opposed to pull it back or something along these lines. It's hard to know. Reportedly, the lowered production targets will affect phones across its lineup from low-end to models to flagships. In a way, cutting the production of its less expensive phones sounds counterintuitive. Wouldn't more people turn to those devices in an economic downturn? But it tracks when you consider that the alternative is just not buying a phone at all. Yeah, well, that's what I think is going to happen. Much like I said, a lot of stuff is getting good. It's no different in the smartphone marketplace. Do you need a new phone all the time when they're as good as they are? And from generation to generation, it's really incremental improvements. No, I mean, we've been here for a while. Mm. It's not to say that they're not cool. It's not to say that a guy like me can't make a video and be like, hey, this is a pretty cool little improvement, but it is a little improvement. Mm -hmm. It's not an overhaul. And I'll tell people plain and straight in my every, everyday life. I'll tell them plain and straight and right to their face. I'll say, the phone you have right now is fine. Keep going. Battery's good. Um, what are you using it for? living your life maybe you don't need to be on that latest one maybe you maybe you can pocket that thousand for now i'll tell people that i mean they, they may or may not listen to me because they're like well what about you why you have that foldy flippy thing uh -huh. what are you doing and yeah. i just be like well to be to be honest with you i don't know if i didn't do this for a living if that would be in my pocket or if i would be more frugal about it i don't know that's a reality in which i don't live but i'd imagine that I, I would, it would be hard for me to justify mm -hmm. a lot of these purchases if there wasn't that connection. But the folding phone is, is fun. No it doubt. is pretty cool. No doubt. It is fun. Um, do you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Today's sponsor, Stitch Fix. Unlock your $20 credit today. Discover a style that you love. Do it. It's about time. You've been walking around. You're looking like crap as far as I'm concerned. That's right, I'm looking at you. Bro. Hey, man. <laughs> but I could step up my game. Of course, you know I'm joking. Mm -hmm. I'm just joking. I'm goofing. I'm goofing. But you're right. Everybody could improve. Right. On a lot of things, including their outfits. And some people, they don't want the whole hassle and headache of trying to put something together. And just knowing what looks good together. Can you imagine the drawers? No. Can not. you imagine the items? They'll hook you up with a designer as well who learns you, you know, you go through the quiz, they figure out your style, they figure out your sizing and then sends the stuff to you, at which point you try it on. You only keep what you like and you send the other stuff back. You never pay for something you don't want. So listen, if you're busy like I am, if you've uh, struggled in the past putting together those looks, if you started a new job, if you're going back to the office, Now's the time to reconsider that wardrobe. And the place to do that is on Stitch Fix. Get over to Stitch Fix right now. Shopping for clothes can be daunting. You never know if things will fit. Returns are difficult. And sometimes you don't even know where to start. This season, let Stitch Fix do all the work. Stitch Fix will send you five pieces to try at home. Keep what you love and send back what you don't. Shipping, returns, and exchanges are easy and free. There's also no subscription required. Try once or set up automatic deliveries. There's no hidden fees ever. 
Sign up today at stitchfix.com slash later to get $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash later to get $20 off your first purchase. Limited time offer. Purchase within two days of sign up. We're also sponsored by Code Academy. This is the place to learn how to code online in your own time at your own discretion. You know, you just carve out a little moment here and there. Check it out. You can build a whole new career, maybe... You're thinking about moving into this segment. Maybe you want to make a few bucks. Will do is an expert in this field. A man, a man for all seasons is what I like to call him. Right. When he's not snowboarding, he's coding. (laughs) Renaissance man. Yeah, you might, you might call him that. Yes. You could hop on a a site like this. You could do, look at this computer science, 82 lessons, beginner friendly pro career path. You can try it for free. Mm. No matter what your coding goals are, the best place to start is by building a strong foundation similar to a college course. This path, that's the computer science path, teach you how to think and code like a professional. You learn computer science fundamentals, build a professional portfolio. You got a portfolio at the end of it mm-hmm. and prepare for an entry-level role in tech. You do it online. You try it for free. Why shouldn't this be online? Everything's online. Why do I got to go somewhere? I don't want to go anywhere. So no matter what uh, what language you want to get involved in, I think we had Will pick in the past. What should people learn right now? I like uh, JavaScript. Get I think it. it's a really nice, you know, starter pack. There you go. The Willy Do Starter Pack includes <laughs> a JavaScript. Head over to Code Academy, start a new career today. Today. So I've taken the JavaScript course, and it's super easy and fun. If you're even remotely into programming, you can start there. You can learn at your own pace and get qualified for in-demand jobs. Code Academy has a giant list of programs, and they'll point you in the right direction. Get instant feedback. Your code is tested as soon as you submit it. So you always know if you're on the right track. Build your portfolio and get a certificate of completion. Join over 50 million people learning to code with Code Academy and see where coding can take you. Get 15% off your Code Academy Pro membership when you go to codecademy.com and use the promo code LATER. That's promo code LATER at codecademy.com to get 15% off Code Academy Pro. The best way to learn to code. C O d-e-c-a-d-e-m-y dot com promo code later somebody was uh, mentioning in the chat there that this verdict is coming in for this amber heard situation and i just we just bounced over to the live feed and there's six hundred and sixty thousand people watching right now <laughs> what and the chat is just flying and I don't even know what happens in a, a verdict for a case like this. I guess you would they would figure out what the punishment would be or something like that. Uh, if you're paying what the damages are. Apparently this is supposed to happen in, in, in like a couple of minutes. Somebody says there at one point there was 1.3 million mm. a couple hours ago watching concurrently. It's just nutty how big this situation is this defamation trial shout out mig wheels so what's happening like right now i guess i mean you see everybody waiting outside look there's a kid dressed as jack sparrow it's all very strange uh verdict watch 58 57 but then that was like 10 minutes ago or 30 minutes ago I, i i don't know i guess they can deliberate for a while but they're gonna try to keep you long breaking verdict watch (laughs) 
We're going to be on Verdict Watch all day, probably. Oh, if you have this boy. channel, this uh, this live stream here, it's going to be a lot of Verdict Watch. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to it. I don't know if there's going to be a verdict or not. I don't, I don't even know anything about the case. I'm going to be honest with you. I put it away a long time ago. Uh-huh. Once I heard them talking about each other's poop, I was out. I was like, I'm good. That's too much. No, I was just like, what, what are you, what, what's going on here? Yeah. They're, they're, they're arguing. Uh, somebody's putting poop in the bed. and But also just very on? public. Just Everything. What's, what's going on? What am I engaged in? You've never in? done that before? No, I'm just, like, <laughs> what am, I'm just like, what am I engaged in? I started to think about what am I engaged in. Mm-hmm. And then I was out. But I, I guess I'll follow up on the verdict at least. Yeah. They could deliberate for days. That's true. That's true. David, you're correct. This might not be two minutes. They're gonna try to keep a million in, they're gonna try to keep a million concurrents for the next twenty four hours is what they're gonna try to do. <laughs> the jury? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. The jury no. Whoever's streaming it, whoever's yeah. streaming the deliberation, all they need is a shot of the outside and then replay clips on loop and then Yeah, I realized that um law and crime network the youtube channel was i think the first one to do it but then like fox news just jumped right in and then they got like millions of views after like just clips like two minute clips getting millions of views because amber heard said something yeah and then it would be an expression in the thing and then everybody no one could not click and then even me who i wasn't clicking i couldn't get a i couldn't escape the mm-hmm. suggestions like the algorithm was like you yes you want Just this blunt force you trauma. want the bed poop that's what you need i'm like i don't need it i don't need it please please yeah. and they're like nope you need it anyway we'll follow up when there is an actual verdict for now, instead, we're going to look at something much more important, which is CGI is cool and all, but animatronics. I'm a big, yeah, I'm big on the animatronics. You might like this one. Ninja Turtles, man. Damn. I don't know. Jesus. And the music. But Freaky. It's yeah. A, it's a video of a animatronic dog head or yeah. wolf. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, very lifelike like just the way that the the muscles or the the actuators in its face like move yeah when it starts growling or you know and then you you also have just the way that lighting hits the actual physical thing compared to cg Mm. it's a whole i mean it's a whole different task to create something like this obviously uh CG, you're like, we'll get it later. This is going to be an actual... But then there's the other element, which is if, say, you're an actor and you're interacting with this, Mm. having it physically present is going to probably change your performance to a certain extent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's how they they used to have to do it, man, in the old days. Maybe it could be a mixture, though, where the real close-up... Because the rest of the body is going to be less important and more Mm -hmm. static, so you'd composite everything else. Yes. But then the head itself is really there and angry keep the spirit of animatronics alive it's very cool man yeah uh tesla drivers are almost 50 percent less likely to crash while driving a tesla than when driving other cars here's a study tesla rati new research from cambridge mobile telematics one of the industry's largest telematic service providers has found several interesting trends regarding electric vehicle drivers among the study's findings involved 
Tesla drivers who were almost 50% less likely to crash while driving a Tesla than when driving other cars. Their research dealt with driving risks for electric, hybrid, and traditional vehicles. The findings in the study were discussed at the Insurance Institute of Highway Safety. Um, the study revealed that EV drivers exhibit acceleration risks ranging from 180 to 340% higher than... That, yeah. I was just going to say that totally makes sense because the acceleration is just nutty, like the instant torque, but also, um, yeah, the speed, like it's, it's so quick and and you don't hear the sound. The temptation to just hit that accelerator. Mm -hmm. Um, but then after all, so, so they were more likely to do the acceleration thing, but less likely overall to crash. But then my question is compared to what other vehicles, right? Uh, well, while alarming, gas. well, just, General? but what does gas mean? There's a wide variety of gas cars. That's true. Is it a Lamborghini we're talking about? While alarming, this is quite understandable considering the different behaviors of electric vehicles compared to their ice powered counterparts. EVs tend to have instant torque due to their electric motors. So drivers with a heavy foot may end up accelerating more frequently than intended in an electric car. Uh, that being said, the CMT's research also revealed that Tesla drivers are 50% less likely to crash while driving their premium all electric vehicle than if they're driving another car. Interestingly enough, CMT's study also revealed that Porsche electric vehicle drivers are the opposite of Tesla drivers. They are 55% more likely to crash while driving their electric Porsche than when driving another vehicle. Ryan McMahon, VP of Strategy for CMT, shared his thoughts on the study's finding. Among the most compelling new findings are the comparison between drivers who operate both an electric vehicle and an internal combustion vehicle, allowing for a better understanding. Well, one thing I would just add to this is it, it really does matter which internal combustion vehicle we're comparing and what safety features it has in it because obviously when you're in the tesla you have autopilot and you have collision warnings and you have i mean depending on i guess whatever spec you have but you have all types of safety systems that are pretty much across tesla whereas you can buy an internal combustion car with almost none of that if you want like i can go get a car today that has like zero extra electronic safety features Mm -hmm. beyond an airbag and a seatbelt. However, if I'm comparing to an internal combustion car, which has all those things, lane departure, forward collision, warning, like if it has all adaptive cruise control, if it has all those features in it, it might be more comparable. I'm just speculating to an electric vehicle. But in the case of Tesla, since it's just like almost standard, most of these safety features, there's the benefit where in general, it's going to be a safer brand to drive. Yeah, I'm curious about, um, you know, people using adaptive cruise control. Um, apparently, a lot of people who drive EVs use it quite mm-hmm. a lot on the mm-hmm. highways. Mm-hmm. And what's the difference between that compared to like gas-powered? Uh, I have vehicles? a really strong feeling about this. <laughs> that the the key with Tesla's autopilot is actually how easily you jump into and out of it. Yeah. So shout out, it's Scott. So basically, it's one button. It is one button, at least on my steering wheel, on the latest one, on the plaid one. It's one button right where your right thumb is. Boom, I'm in. I'm autopilot. Leave it alone. So I'm constantly considering using it versus any other car which kind of buried it in the typical cruise control Mm. uh, hardware, which is normally an extra stock that you rarely touch. And then it would have some series of buttons that you would need to learn, which is fine. I mean, I do that, but there are times where... I just don't even want to dabble with it, and I just find myself driving. Now, right. on a highway, when all of a sudden like you're driving quickly and then everything comes to a stop, you can see how 
a computer might be better at monitoring that than a human who can be easily distracted and so on. And other manufacturers need to learn from Tesla's implementation in, in this sense of make it easier to get into and out of whatever your top or most sophisticated adaptive cruise setting is. Because if it was easy to get into and out of, I think more people would use it. Now, mm-hmm. I do have one criticism of Tesla's implementation, which is getting out of it. It's also one button, but if you just want to get out of it by engaging the steering wheel, like to swerve or something, it fights you. Mm. Rightfully so, because it needs to be relatively stiff and you don't want to bump it and all the rest of it. There's some fine balance there. There's some fine balancing work to be done. Shout out, Reggie. Hmm. Uh, Nothing Phone 1, transparent back confirmed both price and launch date leak. The first Nothing Phone will also have wireless charging. I would assume so at this stage. They've been teasing this thing for a really long time. Uh, it's exciting because team, they teamed up with Teenage Engineering. They did the headphones first. Now they're doing the phone. Uh, they launched the launcher first and foremost. And then uh, now the, we're seeing more of the actual phone. Shout out, Paul. He says the EVs need a separate license because of the difference. Well, you do get a different uh, license plate. You don't need a separate license, but you get a separate, a different license plate here in Ontario, a green plate, and it get, it grants you certain advantages like the carpool lane or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know yet what speed wireless charging technology the phone will feature, whether it'll include features such as reverse wireless charging. Nothing has previously confirmed the phone will feature Snapdragon chipset, but we've yet to hear whether it'll be the flagship Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 Plus or another from elsewhere in Qualcomm's lineup. Uh, so we don't know much. What do we know? The handset is either is either launching or will go on sale July 21st this year, and it'll cost around 500 euros in Europe. If true, that price would convert to around $530 in the U.S. So what did they actually show us? Just that image above there? Um, yes, and a transparent uh, back. This is what we've got so to look at? you can see the components. Oh, okay, so it's, it's like drawings. It's like sketches. I do see the wireless charger. Hence the ability to uh, determine that. That's that circular component there. Mm-hmm. So not a big update, but, uh, you know, it's inching closer. Yeah, and well, at least we have like a price. They're, all, they're very leaky. It is very they're, leaky. They're, they're very a little bit at a time. So I can't say I'm surprised that, that this is still remaining vague. It will remain vague. We're going to get 17 more vague updates before. Mm-hmm. We see the actual thing. But that's how you do it in 2022. Yes. Oh, Ray Liotta dies. Goodfellas star and Field of Dreams actor was 67 years old. Ray Liotta, incredible actor. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Uh, just epic performance. Mm-hmm. Goodfellas. Uh, he was in Blow. Uh, absolutely. Oh, you're Blow. a big fan of that movie. You yes. always bring that movie up. Great movie. Uh, he was about... he was So he was 67 years old and he was shooting a film, I guess, in Dominican. And apparently he died in his sleep. Probably more details will emerge as time passes. Uh, Dominican Republic, he was shooting the film Dangerous Waters. He leaves behind a daughter. He was engaged to be married as well. Hmm. He was on a big resurgence. Recent turns included The Many Saints of Newark. That was the Sopranos, Hmm. uh, what do you call it, prequel? Hmm. He shared... um, what was it? No Sudden Move and Cocaine Bear. And he was due to star in the working title film, The Substance, opposite Demi Moore and Margaret 
quality. So I mean, he was still working. Yeah. Working hard down there in Dominican filming, filming, filming. Uh, I always wonder about that as you get older, whether you take it easy or not. Well, it kind of shows his love for acting. Sure. To keep going um, at 67. So. Yeah. Big bucket of wind. What? Big bucket of wind. Oh, wind. I thought you said wind. I was like, what does that mean? Um, no, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at it, I'm just thinking about it, because that, uh, you know, that's one of my favorite, Goodfellas is one of my favorite movies ever, and, yeah. and he was, I mean, that movie doesn't, it's just obviously not that movie without him. I mean, he was like, some of that stuff, when he was frantic and what, oh. like, it's just so perfect. He does it, he, everything comes together so perfectly. His franticness, anxiousness. And just like the aging process. Like when he first started as like a gangster and then like going through like the last bit of it. There, there's a sequence where he's feels like he's being followed and the helicopter's following him and he's driving mm. and he's starting to get become properly paranoid. Mm. And he just, man, he wore paranoia perfectly. And he's drugged out He as well. <laughs> wore it perfectly in that movie. So, yeah. uh, R.I.P. Uh, Ray Liotta. I gotta go back and watch those movies now. Yeah, uh, Hyundai cars are being recalled for potentially explosive seatbelt parts. Explosive. Yes. Recalling two hundred and thirty-nine thousand vehicles over concerns about an unsafe safety feature. Are those the ones where you have the airbag in the seatbelt? Uh, they didn't say that. Oh, but that's most likely the case, right? Why would seatbelts blow up? I, I have no idea. Seatbelts essentially have one job: keep humans inside a safe vehicle. Typically, that means ensuring that drivers and passengers remain relatively stationary during a crash but, it, crash. but in light of the latest recall from Hyundai, we're going to add does not explode to the seatbelt wish list. Um, according to this notice by the National Highway Tra Traffic Safety Administration, the seatbelts in the recalled vehicles were manufactured with a pyrotechnic type component, which could malfunction during a crash, launching shrapnel at the vehicle, at the driver and passenger. What? Yeah. What? It's got to be an airbag. What? A pyrotechnic component? Like, excuse me? You're going to need to explain yourself. Oh. I, I do have seatbelt airbags actually in my F-150. And it may have the that a pyrotechnic component might be in there. But I didn't know Hyundai was doing it. Um, uh, some safety equipment uses explosive bolts. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Shout out. It's Scott. They're currently investigating the problem as of May 24th. Three injuries caused by the exploding seatbelts have been reported. Huh. Imagine you're just driving all of a sudden. So here's the vehicles oh. that are affected. 2019 to 2022 Accents, 2021 to 2023 Elantras, and 2021 to 2022 Elantra HEVs. Yeah, exploding seatbelts. Not something I expected to see. But no. I guess it's possible. Yeah. Apparently. So this uh, this story is very exciting. Oreo and Ritz are giving away free cookie cracker sandwiches. What? Check Co this out. Cookie cracker sandwich. Oh my god! What is going on here? That is insane. Will ah. I've never. I can't uh -huh. even. I don't even. I'm it's very cool. I'm speechless. You this get is that savory component. Not a mashup that I ever expected. But I do like. Salty sweet. Yeah. 
because, you know, I'm a fan of uh, peanut butter and so forth. Oh, no, the snack you didn't know you were waiting for, it's already sold out. Don't yeah, miss okay. another opportunity. Because so, it was yesterday? Thursday, 12 p.m. Eastern. Limited I just wanted supplies. to share it because it's pretty cool. It's cool, and they were giving it away for free with just a three ninety five shipping fee. Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, maybe uh, we can buy it off of eBay or something. <laughs> Damn, we're going to pay a premium for that. Shout out Ever Game. Filled with cream and peanut butter flavored cream, you have a Ritz cracker on one side of the Oreo sandwich and then your typical Oreo cookie on the other side of the sandwich. The packaging is brilliant as well. Uh-huh. Although I just realized that it's peanut butter. Wasn't it, it always cheese? Uh, that, well, the Ritz cracker itself is like a buttered, cheesy sort of flavor. But I guess some people must put peanut butter on them, I'm guessing. Oh. I don't. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know how they decided on that combination, but it is a mashup of flavors. Uh-huh. The brand's owner, Mondelez International, is a conglomerate that also owns Chips Ahoy, Triscuit, and Cadbury. The company recently announced it's divesting its gum business, including Dentine and Trident, in developed markets like North American parts of Europe. It will hold on to its gum bases business in emerging markets. Hmm. An opportunity to collaborate with our friends at Oreo. I don't know. Maybe some people know know about this. Oh, there is apparently a peanut butter flavor of Ritz. I did not know that. Somebody in the chat just let me know. Yeah, maybe it's like a regional thing. Have you ever had it before? Never. I've never, never seen it. I've only had the buttery, salty one. And uh, the mini ones with cheese. Yeah, but right? see. Oh, the mini ones with cheese. Absolutely. Yeah. I know the one you're talking about. Uh-huh. But, but they that, never had a regular. But would that be size? weird? Cheese, icing, <laughs> Oreo. I don't know. This one seems a little less weird. Yeah. But it's still got a saltiness for sure. Uh huh. Damn, I want to try that. Oh, well. Why you guys show me these things? Bro? I'm sorry. I got to try that and see what's going on with it, man. A working 80 year old Coca Cola machine. Oh, these are so cool. I love these type of things. We had one before. Well, it wasn't actually 80 years old, it was kind of like a recreation. But this is a vending machine just for Coca-Cola. Amazing. And it comes in this barrel oh. contraption. You put in money and then you twist it. You can grab the bottle and then they have a bottle opener. It's a legit earliest vending machine. Shout out, Lucas. I love it, Will. This is so cool. One of the coolest gifts I've ever gotten. My Hand crank. bought me this 1941 vintage Coca-Cola dispenser. It's the sounds. functioning and operational. You just stick 10 cents in. You turn the knob. Open the hatch. There is your ice cold bottle of Coke. Take that and you pop the top right there in the bottle opener. And you now have a crisp cold bottle of Coke. Just like from the 40s. Damn, still works with 10 cents from today. And the refrigeration. 10 Very cents. Impressive. 10 cents, Will. Yeah. Stop and think about that. Now you got a bunch of dimes. You got a bucket of dimes beside it. You just throw a dime in. Uh-huh. Get yourself a Coca-Cola. I want to eat it with the Ritz Oreo. Oh, that's a combination going on. Yeah. Yeah, those are cool. Those, those things, that's a collectible at that point. She could probably, she got it as a gift. She could probably sell it for a lot of money. That's a collectible right there. Now, would you restore it? That's would an antiques try? roadshow. That's a uh-huh. uh, Pawn Stars. Yeah, with I don't know. You mean, you, mean, <laughs> you, you mean like restore it, like change the paint or fix the paint and stuff? Yeah, maybe get rid of the rust and... Uh, yeah, maybe. There's something appealing about having it too. So I don't, I don't know. It's like when you have those classic cars. Some guys, they want to patina on a paint job. Mm. The original. But anyway, shout out Vishal. 
He says Apple is in talks to buy EA Gaming. Is that true? Go look that up, Will. Um, I believe that was a couple days ago. That is true. What? That sounded like a rumor to me. Um, Apple in talks. There you go, 9 to 5 Mac. Apple in talks to buy EA, Disney, and Amazon. Well, did we talk about this before, who Apple should acquire? I kind of remember that. Maybe as like a story in one of these shows, but maybe they're closer now than they've been in the past. I don't know out of that bunch. I, Disney seems impossible. Oh, Disney and Amazon are also suitors to buy EA. I got mm-hmm. it. I got to read headlines properly here. Apple's probably big enough that they could buy. It's weird when you're talking about companies so big that Disney is small compared to those companies because Disney's enormous in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But it's been a lot of acquisitions in the gaming uh, space, mm-hmm. right? What was the last big one? I'm trying to remember now. Activision Blizzard. Was that the last big one? Uh, Sony and Bungie. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the, the Activision one was definitely bigger than that one. Yeah. Video game publisher Electronic Arts is actively seeking a potential buyer or merger. Apple has reportedly been in talks with the company about buying EA out. According to Puck, Disney and Amazon have also been in talks about purchasing the video game company. The Redwood City-based firm has published hits like Apex Legends, Madden, and the Sims franchise. The idea for a buyer to merger came after Microsoft purchased Activision Blizzard for $68 billion earlier this year. Shout out, it's Scott. Shortly after Sony purchased Bungie, the studio behind Destiny, for $3.6 billion. Yeah. Bungie nowhere near as big as Activision Blizzard, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, EA's roots actually go back to Apple. Back in 1982, Apple's then director of strategy and marketing, Trip Hawkins, left the company to start EA. A buyout wouldn't be Apple's first venture into gaming. However, the Cupertino company unveiled its gaming service, Apple Arcade, back in 2019. Like, who, who remembers that, though? Is anybody playing that thing? Um, it would be very interesting if that were to take place. Obviously, Apple doesn't really have anything, the magnitude of EA. Mm-hmm. What would happen, though, from an exclusivity standpoint? And Apple's whole approach to gaming has been it's unusual. Like, uh, yeah. They, they really like the indie developers, I find. Yeah, the mini indie games. Studios. Yeah subscriptions mm-hmm. but know. never like a block game. Yeah. yeah i don't know maybe there's a way to do it i don't know how maybe there's a way to do it maybe they purchase it and just it sort of stays how it is and everything's available cro- across platforms and so forth and there's yeah. just some sort of minor apple integration i don't know uh, what can i say about it? i think it's a, it's probably a good move to have some sort of play in this area particularly as we start to venture towards VR, AR, and gaming seems like it's going to play a fundamental role in the adoption of those technologies. Yes. So it's definitely something they should be thinking about. Every dog owner needs a smart robotic laser guiding them to poop that needs picking up. Caleb Olson made the worst part about owning a dog slightly less awful. Wow. Well, this is one of those videos that only exists because people can make money on YouTube. And I love that. Mm-hmm. these are things that would never see the light of day otherwise shout out Azrael. yeah uh, this guy set up a very elaborate I mean, he's obviously got a special set of skills a very elaborate robotic laser situation in the backyard and it's able to spot poop locations from the dog some of them are labeled in yellow i guess that's where he's supposed to go next it's interesting or does he he points the laser no the actual robot is pointing the laser that's crazy <laughs> 
So it's not only is it seeing it because he has it picked up in some sort of like uh, camera here mm -hmm. showcasing it, but it's actually shooting a laser in reality oh, at yeah, the location. Right. And then you follow, he's following the laser location to pick it up. Yeah, that's ingenious. It's pretty cool. Shout out, Paul. He says, Paul says Apple Arcade is reasonably popular in the UK. Okay. Oh, good. To avoid the hassle of scooping immediately after letting their dog go outside for a potty break and to ensure that future cleanups don't miss any deposits, Caleb Olson created a smart system that not only tracks where the, their pup poops, but also uses the laser to guide them to every last paw. You know who needs this? Well, this laser-guided uh, poop finder is uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Mm. Yeah, I just set it up right at the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, man! You're really uh, uh, outraged with the. Poop. No, I'm not outraged. It's just like, the, you know, when That's the only thing that when, like when information lives in your up. head that you immediately regret supplying real estate to, you're just like, oh, that's in there now. Mm. Can't get it out. Well, everyone's done it. Done what? Poop in the bed. Have they? Yeah. When I don't recall. Were, <laughs> when you were a baby, for sure. Oh, I'm a baby. Okay, these are grown adults here. Yeah. And it's not, it's not the fact that it happened. It's the fact that they're in a courtroom in front of a million concurrent people streaming, discussing it. That's yeah. the key factor here. Uh-huh. It's not your own poop. It's somebody else's, and they're broadcasting it. Well, there's $50 million on the line. Like, you have to disclose it. To prove your point, no, that to win. I get it, but I'm saying now it's, it now it, le it ridiculous. No, now that yeah, detail lives rent free in my mind for eternity. Yeah, that's all I'm trying to say here. Okay. Uh, the idea for the ro robotic laser guided poop pickup system was actually born from another system Olsen created that used artificial intelligence to detect when their pet corgi pooped in their backyard. So he he started with okay, let's just detect when it happens, and then he moved to let's use it in order to pick up the poop and obviously okay. if it's happening in the winter those locations are going to be key oh he's like a new youtuber 500 subscribers look at this he's going yeah this guy's going places two uploads not not bad numbers for only two uploads uh-huh so way to go caleb olson there you go it's never too late to become a youtuber you just gotta shoot lasers at poop <laughs> you'd be all set yeah, good job. Check out the video if uh, you want to watch it in action. Uh, here we have a video on uh, from Reddit, Saving the Harvest, and it looks like there's some sort of fire going on. Oh. And this uh, this tractor here does not want to give up. This is pretty cool. Damn. They should have, like, epic music to uh, play w along with this. He's, but um, oh. he's going through, like, acres of his farmland and driving a tractor across right beside the fire to i guess uh so it doesn't spread to the other side right but <laughs> he's flying I just, yeah, I, he's so I, I, I don't know if this is sped up or it. not but this is yeah it's sped up a little bit he is flying yeah so basically he's trying he's to like, create no, a barrier crops. yeah by uh, cutting i don't even know what that is wheat i guess but you can kind of see how fast the fire is raging, like near the edges. You can see it like inch its way towards the uh, the field there. 
Yeah, that, I mean, you got to imagine this is one of those situations where you got to respond pretty quickly. This fire starts blazing. It starts. It starts traveling across your field. You got to jump in the tractor. You're like, I got to, I got to, I got to get this barrier going right now. Mm-hmm. Boom! I got to cut this line right now. It's like the most intense tractor ride mm-hmm. that a farmer's ever going to encounter. Yeah. Cool. Well done, sir. Oh, uh, I'll skip that one. I think that was Mo's story, but he's not here. So, Of course, it's a trailer that we're going to get dinged for as well. <laughs> yeah. Last one. They're going to ding us up. Maritime traffic in Amsterdam during its quin- quinquennial sale event. Oof, that's a word. Mm. And that is a lot of traffic as well. Holy cow. So, yeah, it's a time oh lapse. my God. That's a uh, maritime traffic jam right there. It sure is. It's kind of amazing they all work it out. You know, one benefit, if you bump into somebody on the water, there's a little more give. Mm. A little more give. Yeah. Than on land. I'm not saying you should try it by any means, but wow. Holy. Especially in the time lapse. That's just so impressive. Uh-huh. Big sailboats, small sailboats. Yachts. So some kind of, I guess this quinquennial is uh, some kind of party. I see people on shore as well. Everybody gathers together, uh-huh. enjoys the water. I mean, the weather looks beautiful. They just have a time out there. Mm. Is that what's going on? I think so. They show off their sails. Oh, shout out to Matt in the chat. He says, that's a boatload of traffic. You might say. <laughs> I might say that too. That is absolutely a boatload. Look at all the see. Look at all the people on the sh- on shore. Did you see that back there? Look at that on the right hand side. Oh yeah, going to check out all those flashy sailboats. It's cool that there's so many varieties of boats. Yes, they all look different. Big, small. Yeah, look at them go. It's quite peaceful. It's lovely stuff. Will. Yeah, gotta get on a boat sometime this summer. So I gotta look for. Shout out to everybody that joined us here today. Shout out to everybody uh, in the chat. Thank you for all the super chats. Shout out to everybody who watched this after the fact. Left a comment. Uh, left a rating on the audio version. We appreciate all of it. Appreciate everybody in the community. Very special community. Happy to uh, be a part of it. Will's doing all kinds of things in the background to enhance such things, including whatever's going on with this discord thing which i'm, I'm gonna i might jump in there i'm gonna see what's going on all right i'm gonna take a peek uh shout out enforcer man appreciate it shout out mo who couldn't join us today but he joined us anyway as far as this artwork goes mm-hmm. which is yeah, almost good enough for me because this just encompasses everything that is mo and he looks very happy there and uh and of course it also illustrates his capabilities when it comes to the milk uh-huh. the milkman mo oh uh, maybe we'll have him and uh, maybe next time we have him back we'll, we'll, we'll try out those uh, the remainder of the milks maybe we'll uh, see what hazelnut and walnut milk tastes like for sure have a good weekend everybody later <laughs>